Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And how can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If, then, you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his glory was clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storerooms or barns, and yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds? I love watching birds in the wild. I really do. I, I love when I need a reset, I go out into the countryside and sit and watch birds. And uh, I love observing their activities and their lives. And if you watch birds, well, then you know that birds fight a lot. There are a lot of disputes among birds. Uh, outright thievery goes on in the bird kingdom. Birds are opportunists, and they will come and snatch the meal right out of another bird's uh, talons, right out of their clutches, and sometimes they're thugs, and whole gangs of them will gang up on the little guy, or you'll catch them working in pairs, and one of them will, will distract the victim while the other one swoops in and raids the eggs from the nest like a pair of pickpockets. Jesus was a bird watcher too. He used his observations in his teaching. He said to the people, consider the ravens. Now, the raven was probably the most common bird in all of Israel in the first century. We still have a lot of ravens right here around Kansas City. You can see plenty of ravens. They're those black, inky birds. They're a lot like a crow. And uh, they're very good aerial acrobats. Ravens can be seen doing somersaults in the air, performing mid-air rolls. And in fact, according to allaboutbirds.org, if you want to know a lot about birds, you can go there. They say that a raven was once seen flying upside down for a half a mile. Log doing that. Young birds, young ravens like to make up games. They'll grab sticks and take them way up in the air and drop them and then, you know, swoop down and catch them before they hit the ground. They like to play together. 
They're fun to watch, but it turns out we aren't just watching the ravens. The ravens for thousands of years have been watching us. Ravens figured out a long time ago that wherever human beings are, there's easy food to be had. And they have followed our caravans and people migrating across the planet on foot and our Conestoga wagons, and now they'll follow our cars and our boats and everything else. The native people, I learned of the Pacific Northwest, regard the raven as an incurable trickster. One of those characters to be odd and maybe a little bit feared, definitely respected. The raven, they say, brings fire to the people by stealing it from the sun. And the raven steals salmon only to drop it in rivers all over the world. They're smart. And because they're smart birds, I mean very intelligent. Don't ever say a bird brain. Birds have really good brains. They are really wonderful predators. They're good problem solvers. They can figure things out. They work in pairs. They raid seabird colonies. They wait in the trees, ravens do, while a little ewe gives birth to a lamb, knowing that that lamb will make a quick and easy and tasty meal. Which reminds me of the way I've watched eagles sit in the wintertime in the treetops, looking over the ice of a frozen lake or a wetland, maybe a flooded farm field, and they will watch and notice that after an especially bitter cold night, the snow geese, which is their favorite thing in the world to eat, snow geese, will wake up in the morning to find themselves frozen to the pond. And then the eagles, all they have to do with their young offspring is watch and see who's frozen and then feast upon them. They don't go hunting. They just wait and polish off the helpless and the unfortunate. And yes, they would no doubt say, God provides. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They don't have barns. They don't have storehouses. And yet, God feeds them, Jesus says. God ensures the ravens have life. God ensures they have water and food. God cares for them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? So why do you worry about your life? Jesus asked, why, why are you worrying? Isn't that silly? Isn't that ridiculous? If God take care of the raisins, why are you worried about your life? And I would answer, well, Jesus, the problem with trusting God to provide is that God might not provide all the things I want because I want a lot. Right? Pastor George Rushi had just graduated from the seminary. Back in those days, the first thing you did after you graduated was you got married, and then you went off to your first parish, right? And back then, if you weren't married when you went to your first parish, it was their job to get you married off before you left. Nowadays, that gets you fired. But anyway, he had just gotten married. He'd started serving this first congregation, and they're in a parsonage, and one day he goes out you know, I don't know where, the little local department store, and he orders brand new furniture to furnish their first home together. 
And he comes home and the furniture gets delivered. He does this on credit. And then his wife, Daphne, says, George, where did you get the money for all of this furniture? We don't have this kind of money. And George said to her, Daphne, don't worry, God provides. And Daphne said, yes, but God didn't promise us new furniture. Take it back. Jesus invited the people to consider the ravens and the lilies. The lilies were the wildflowers. They're not li literally lilies, but all the wildflowers that cover the hills of Galilee, that region in the northern Israel that Jesus called home. Rural hillscapes covered in beautiful wildflowers. And among the wildflowers, the ones they often thought of as lilies, were the purple clover and the white clover, which we have here. And he said, you should trust God to provide for your basic needs, for food and clothing. But Jesus did not tell the people that God would give them steak every night. Or that we could throw out last year's clothes and buy all new clothes just because, I don't know, there's something new in the store and we felt like it. Or that we could take a bulldozer to the prairie and build large houses where there used to be tall grasses, or that we could drain the rivers and the lakes to water the golf courses in the desert. Jesus didn't promise us any of that. God will provide for us in the same way that God provides for the ravens and for the wildflowers, which means enough to sustain our lives. Modern humans, I think, have too often used passages like this one that tell us that we are better, of more value than others of God's creatures to give ourselves permission to waste the lives and the habitats of the other beings that share this planet. But being more valuable doesn't imply that we have the right to kill off the ravens, the coyotes, the bison, or anything else. Being more valuable means being more responsible. God said we could hunt and fish for our food, but not to the point of gluttony that endangers future populations of God's creatures, and not just for the pleasure of taking life or to get rid of the nuisance that we created when we decided to take over a previously undeveloped habitat. God cares for all living things, and so must we. And they are lovely, aren't they, God's creatures? The birds, the animals, the insect life, beautiful, free, and without worry. None of them seem to worry. They may have anxiety attacks. If we have dogs, we know about that. But they aren't worried. They live and hunt and play and raise their young, but they do not worry. Therefore, Jesus said, neither should you worry about your life, about what you will eat, about your body, about what, what, you, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither barns nor storehouses, and yet God feeds them. And of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your span of life, no. 
And if you can't do so small a thing as that, why? Why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither spin nor toil. And yet I tell you, even King Solomon, in all of his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will God clothe you? You of little faith. Amen.